Okay, you ready? Yep. All right. Today on Mob Rules, we talk about Kill Team. We go to the comic shop and read Exterminatus by Dan Abnett. We talk about Kill Team. We really, really love Kill Team. It's episode 33 of Kill Team. Team. Uh, no, Mob Rules. Oh, yeah, Mob, mob Rules. rules. Mob, mob rules. Definitely Mob Rules. Definitely Mob Rules, not Kill Team. Welcome to another episode of Mob Rules, episode something. I haven't looked it up. 33, maybe? Something uh, like that? I would usually ask Ted. Um, uh, this is John, by the way. But uh, our wonderful co-host, Ted, uh, has a prior appointment with life. So he is sitting out today um, fixing warhounds. And, uh, but to fill his shoes, <laughs> they've called in Phil, Where, the Glacial Geek. Where's my sad trombone sound? So yes, uh, Ted is out. He is prepping for his convention, uh, Alaska Battle Brothers, which is, if you're listening to this, the day of launch uh, is tomorrow. If, if you're not listening not to listen- the day of lunch, yeah. launch, lunch, the day of lunch, if you're not listening to this, the day of lunch, then uh, yeah, it's probably not tomorrow. No, but there'll be lots of cool pictures and everything up. Um, oh, Ted is running a big uh, Titanicus battle. Adeptus uh, Titan- Titanicus. Yes. So nothing but big titans, nothing, nothing but Imperials and Chaos. Beating it out, giant, big machines. Yes, and Ted is uh, literally constructing huge amounts of buildings that uh, I think will get used for this game. And that's about it. And that's Until about he it. does it again. Until Maybe he does it again year. next year, <laughs> where he now must do it yearly to justify <laughs> to the purchase justify of yeah. the beautiful terrain. Yeah. Looks good, though. It does I mean, look, it really does look good. good. Yeah. Um, and then, you may have seen the pictures on the Mob Rules Facebook yeah, page yeah. of the one that he did of the, the container, right? Yeah, the container, and then he did another one. The heretical container, because it came from uh, Home Depot. Uh, yeah, right? which I'm perfectly <laughs> okay with, because we don't talk about my workplace. Um, so, but no, and then he also did kind of like a nice big high-rise building kind of thing. It all comes from Ironheart Industries, Yeah, uh, and it looks yep. really good. Yeah, And as part of Battles on Ursa, uh, I actually got a... Uh, a, a measuring stick that looks like a knuckle duster. Oh yes, 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 yes. Which I'm really cool. very happy with. Because uh, nice. if I yeah, if I miss a charge, I can punch someone. <laughs> so yeah, so he punches a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of forehead lines. A lot of forehead lines. Um, but yeah, Phil, uh, exactly six inches long. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what she said. Hey-o. Hey-o. Uh Phil, what yes. have you been apart from setting me up for terrible puns <laughs> uh, or mom jokes or whatever? Yeah. Well, what have you been up to? Um, well, I've been, uh, doing all the stuff with Glacial Geek. I've been building up my second army for the channel and for me just in general, uh, building up a Death Watch army. Ooh. Yeah. Super, super hype about these dude bros. They are super cool. They are fun to build. The The models themselves are really cool. The weapons they've got are really cool. They're fun to paint because I found a quick and easy way to paint black armor that yeah. I had never had before. So that uh, I was kind of dreading that at first until I found this technique, and now I'm totally cool with painting black. So <laughs> it makes my life a lot easier with that. Oh, and because um, they're all black as well. Well, you have to yeah, put that all black, detail but... into that silver arm. Well, no, no. The detail in the silver arm, just null and oil. Just paint that thing silver, null and oil the crap out of that thing. You talk Boom, my language. it looks beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the – uh, okay. Dropping a little uh, hobby hint right here. Ooh. Yeah, hobby hint time with the Glacial Geek. All right, so basically, Sorry, I like it yeah, this, that's no, that sounds great, yeah, definitely. So to paint black armor, what I do is I just prime it black, so you've got a nice matte black 
coat there. And then you do a dry brush of standard Mechanicum Gray, and then a dry brush of Fenrisian Gray, and then you wash the whole thing with Nullin Oil. Then you paint in your other colors, block in the other colors, and give the whole model another wash of Nullin Oil, and it comes out fantastic. They it look, does look really it looks, tight. Yeah, it looks really awesome. It looks really, it looks black, but it looks like it has dimension, which you never get if you just paint it black and try to like... Right. Because I know for, for my black, where I was doing, it was just a couple of dry brushes of dark and lighter gray. And yeah. And hope for the best. And it came out a little too light for me. But yeah, your yeah. stuff looks really nice. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, that, those those two washes of, of Nullin Oil really help tone down the dry brush and give it a nice a nice blue tone. So it actually looks like it's like a black metal, which is yeah. exactly what you're which going is, for. Which yeah, is supposed yeah. to be there. Exactly. So it looks sweet. Nice. Yeah. So that is uh, right. that was hobby time yeah. with the Glacial Geek. Uh, there we go. Oh, <laughs> wait, I go. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like start again. Yeah, start again. Yeah. But no, it, it looks really good. Yeah. And then one thing I noticed as well, and, and you put this up on your Glacial Geek Facebook yes. page, uh, was when you put the picture up of the unit, is you did a Howling Griffin in there. Yeah. <laughs> you were super straight with your shoulder pad oh, bordering my lines. That How thing, long did that take you? It took me way too freaking long because that yellow took, I swear it took me about four or five coats to get that yellow. And oh, you did multiple I, coats? I had, to, I had to. I had to do oh. multiple coats of the yellow. It just kept coming out streaky and thin and you could see through and it was oh man it was killing over black black. that's the problem so oh man so this is the uh the anti-hobby hour with uh with the 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 geisha geek geisha geek geek. yeah yeah never do it over black (laughs) Well, well i have to say as a hobby hint, you can't paint yellow over black. Yeah, it just so, takes you nine thousand. No, votes. no, it really no. doesn't. With, with my Imperial Fist Army, okay, because uh, my veterans are black with yellow shoulder pads, yellow helmets. Yeah, what you gotta do is you have to hit that with a brown. So you go from black uh, to brown. So, so you do like a, a coat of brown, right? Right, kind of a medium brown. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know whatever is it had. I forget which one. I think Mornfang brown is what I okay. use. Yeah. Then after that, you do the Averland sunset on top of it. Nice. And then after that, um, you just kind of pick another yellow, either yeah. a lighter one together or whatever, and it comes out really good. So it's like three layers. But it's like the That's same way about nice. getting white. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of you got to start that gray and build up. The same thing with the yellows, you got to start a brown and, yeah. and build up there. Oh, man, because it, it was killing me. Yeah, it was killing me. So uh, yeah, the, the shoulder pad it ended up coming out really oh, well. Sorry, I had to stop. The oh, sorry. Hobby yeah, that was, that was yeah. yeah. Okay. Ho- <laughs> hobby time. Post. Hobby Fix time with John. Hobby time, John. But yeah, I had uh, you know it was oh man, it gave me headaches trying to keep those straight lines over every every single coat so but it, it came, like you said it came out pretty you good. started with the red and then went yellow well or? no i what i did was i actually just did them in the kept it in their quadrants so oh. that i didn't do one and then paint over the other i did them in their quadrants you using the, oh my god you're you're, you're telling me <laughs> that was killing me oh my god so yeah that was that was uh that was killer yeah uh, i think it worked it came out pretty well no, it, everyone's it, been complimenting it looks that really really good side, yeah. and as i said why would you bother uh, just be like he was dishonored, so he lost the yellow <laughs> in his shoulder pad. I mean, that might be the only Howling Griffin that I do because the yellow was killing me. Even the Imperial Fist guy that I did, at least then I could just do the whole thing in yellow for sure, and you know, get a couple of coats to get it right. But yeah. at least I, I also cheated coats. and I did all my shoulder pads separately and undercoated them white. Oh, there and, you go, and airbrushed them. So that, that's you know, uh, there in. you go. Hobby in, hobby in with John. Don't buy an do airbrush. it the other way. <laughs> Yeah. So, but no, I have to say, uh, you know, spoiler alert for Monday, but uh, yeah. or whenever your your battle report is going out there. Yeah. Kill team fucking sucks. <laughs> or no, uh, sorry, Death Watch fucking sucks. Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, Kill team's Kill awesome. Kill team's awesome, and we'll be talking about that in a little bit. Yes, here. we will. But Death Watch in Kill Team. Well, I guess 
Tyranids and Kill Team. Maybe, maybe that's Suck. what it came down. We gotta try that. We gotta try. We gotta again. try that again. I, I, what I want to do, I think, next time is we played two games. Yeah, and there was two winning lists. I kind of want to pair off the winning lists against ooh, each other. Oh yeah, that uh, would be and fun. kind of uh, see how that would go. Yeah, um, and that's what I was was one oh, thinking of doing another night there, and then sadly, you know, time and everything kind of got yeah, in our way. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's what we should do next. There, yeah, we should try something. Yeah, that's a pretty good list. Yeah, I think so. Um, personally, I finished thirty five hundred points of uh, oh yeah of my yeah, Imperial yeah. Fist thirty K stuff this week. For the reason that you're doing that is because Battle Brothers, we have uh, Apoc game, thirty yeah. K Apocalypse game. It's going to be uh, fourteen thousand points aside. Jeez, that is mind boggling. <laughs> uh, oh, plus one Warhound Titan, plus a Warhound Titan. So I have both sides get a free Warhound. Oh, hopefully our side has one, Ted. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but wherever you are, wherever you are, uh, but yeah. So I got my Imperial Fist all finished up. So nice, uh, nice, nice, nice. I finished up the sparring today, and I just I have some basing to do. Sterling mud. And I know you're with me on this trade. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, Hobby hand, beautiful. Yeah, just, hobby hand with just, the Glacial just Geek use, and Jonathan. Just use Sterling mud on your bases. Yeah, or any of their texture based. Oh my god. Oh god. It's yeah. yeah. Sterling mud. Dry brush with a little bit of a light light color. It looks oh, fantastic. 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 Um, so I still have a little bit of that to do, but like for me, the the important thing is all of the guys are done. Mm-hmm. So in the past two months, I've painted <laughs> sixty Bolter Bros, oh, um, a Fire Raptor, a Spartan, oh. uh, ten and, and all yellow. Brethren. Yeah, all, all yellow. All yellow. I don't know why you. Oh, man. Uh, well, I started Masochist. like when I got the Fire Raptor. I'm like, wow, this is gonna look because I saw a really sweet looking Fire Raptor in Imperial Fist colors. So yeah, I'm like that's what I'm gonna do. I do two Marines. I'm like, oh shit, why did I do that? But yeah. I can't strip my uh, my Fire Raptor anymore. And I mean, I think that's why they always paint like their display ones in yellow because oh. it looks really cool, and they don't have to show that like the the broken painter that's sitting in the corner like rocking himself oh, you to mean sleep that every night super after super cool new stormbird yeah. that was <laughs> released in imperial fist color yeah <laughs> one that was giant and must have taken forever to do oh my god oh. do you think that guy was like hey we want to talk about your attendance you know you're calling out a bunch you're, you're not getting here on time oh my fire no we need you to paint the stormbird yeah oh sweet okay i'm fine with that yeah i was like as an imperial fist fuck you <laughs> i'll take the firing <laughs> yeah yeah it's like, do you have anything else? Do you need me to get coffee for everyone forever? <laughs> which, I anything, which I will out pay for out of my pocket. Yeah, I no. will do that as opposed to paint that. But yeah, it's, it's it's but to me it's all done, and you know it's like kind of whenever you're getting uh, an army, a specific oh, yeah. army ready for an event, mm-hmm. the closer it gets, the kind of the lower your standards get a little bit there. <laughs> so some of it, like my Templar brethren, their their power swords aren't painted. Okay, um, because I got in a rage because I dropped a couple and their swords snapped. Oh, so hate little that. resin swords. There's no way. Oh back on and then there's a couple that are bent after i painted that and i'm like oh fuck yeah. it i'm not Bel- belial has a little bit of the case of the uh of the, the I, bent sword i figure all of their swords are going to bend and snap and then i'll just i have a fucking lightsaber power swords yeah they're just turned off right now you can glue them on for the game with with super glue but it's have you seen how tiny I, i'm just saying they're not they're for they're gonna Forge come off world times, yeah. yeah it's like it's a really tiny connector between the hilt and uh, the, the sword yeah. itself and it's like i try because i try gluing it back together yeah but eventually i was just like no Oh, fuck it i don't care yeah it's done i'm that's, good yeah that's what's going on i have i had the same problem with the uh like the little the little decorative things that stick out of the the power pack on the back of um uh, my my black shield and my watch captain those things keep falling off on me and i keep going oh, really? back on it, it keeps falling off and i also had it on my the store the the sword on my librarian on a bike keeps 
breaking off at the same place and I just have to keep gluing it back on. There's not much I could do because it sticks right out and he's on a bike with a giant <laughs> wing that sticks at the top. So there's no easy way there's to no transport way to put him. him. No, there's no good way to put him into And transport. it's the same way with the brethren because yeah. their swords are like, yeah, out of yeah. the side and I'm going to have my shield out yeah. here. And, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, try putting those guys in. Yeah. Um, oh, and no. so yesterday as I was getting everything together yes. and I finished everything up, I then realized I was one uh, sniper scout squad away from actually being done. Oh, no. So, oh, Oh, so you I had to. Guys? Yeah, I forgot about. It. I needed another, you know, quote unquote, recon squad, oh. <laughs> which is you know just Marines and scout armor. Nice. Uh, so I had to put those together, and uh, our Lord Null Noil and yeah, Dark Lord. Green. It's a camel cloak. It's dark green. There's very little yellow in this one. Yeah, there we go. Uh, so yeah, I did that while watching Luke Cage yesterday. Oh, I, I have watched that. I watched uh, that. Just an episode. It's pretty yeah. good so far. Yeah. I heard. I've heard it's supposed to be really good. So. You have your Death Watch coming, but yes. also in the past, you've been super hyped about Gene Stealer cults. Yes, yes. They so totally came out. And they came out. Oh, my God. It's Because it's everything that I wanted from Tyranids is basically in that book. Because I, you know, I've talked about wanting to do like the High Fleet Glacier. And the reason I wanted to do High Fleet Glacier was because I wanted to run Gene Stealers. And everyone I was telling that I wanted to do this was like, well, good luck, bro, because Gene Stealers suck in the Tyranid Codex. There's nothing you could do that's going to blow you need to buy giant big monstrous creatures and i'm like that didn't really appeal to me running big giant monstrous creatures doesn't doesn't i don't know it just doesn't appeal to me super fun though yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure it is like every time i see someone like put their giant monstrous creatures i'm like well those do seem like they would be fun to play but like i don't know like the idea i don't know for me it doesn't seem like that's kind of the way i wanted to go i wanted to go like a whole bunch of gene stealers because the idea of these things like coming out of the woodwork and coming out of the uh, out of the pipes and out of every little nook and cranny and just like swarming the enemy seemed really cool like like basically every trailer that you've ever seen for anything that involves uh like space hulk you know what i mean like that's that's what i that's what i wanted to do so i was like all right well i guess i'll have to make some hq units from the tyranids and then this codex came out, and it's like, and nope, it's you don't have very, to. Very, very strong codex. Yeah, it's very good. They s- I was joking. Made those gene stealers super effective. I was joking with Danny yesterday that finally everyone's got the Tyranid codex everyone wanted. <laughs> they just renamed it Gene Stealer. Yeah, Cults. absolutely. Um, yeah. But no, and you know what? And it's like, I don't know if it's like the salt in me rising up, <laughs> but I look at it, I'm like, oh man, that's a really good gene stealer called codex. So much better than Tyranids. And then I look at the uh, Goliath trucks, and I'm like, oh man. That's a great orc truck. So much better with gene stealers. <laughs> and then, I mean, the, the orc part of me is uh, like, oh, I'll just loot it. I'll yeah. probably get one and yeah, loot yeah, it and yeah. turn it into a, a looted wagon or something yeah. fun like that. It looks super uh, but cool. All, I really love the mining aesthetic. And I know yeah, there's been too. a lot of split in that where, where yeah, some, people some people don't really, like that at all. And, and some people, it's there's no real one really in the middle that's like, eh, it's yeah, okay. It's you true. either really like it or you really don't. Yeah. But in this kind of 40K like background and universe that they've created right now, uh, uh, uprising on a mining colony is a, is a lot more plausible than uh, you know gene stealers riding limos. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that you know when you're talking about it, it's it's way more grim darky to have these guys just rising up out of the lower echelon of society as opposed to just like walking out the front door of like the White with House, the, with like, their the, the imperial p- version of the White House, and it's like, all right, well. All right, the governor is already. Wait, yeah, that would be the emperor's palace. Yeah, the emperor's palace. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, not the emperor's walk. palace. I'm saying like, <laughs> I was thinking more like a planetary governor. I wasn't really thinking like <laughs> the emperor himself turns out to be a magus. <laughs> that would be the giant. That would be the biggest M Night Shyamalan twist what that you've twist. ever seen. What a twist! <laughs> the emperor is actually a magus. <laughs> oh 
man, I can hear the furious tippy typing of why that's false and why we are completely wrong for yeah. even suggesting that there. Yeah, for even suggesting yeah, that. Alex, I, like I, I really love the idea, and it's kind of I don't know part of me of like the working class is rising up against yeah, the, exactly you know the the Imperium, and then we're going to be talking about one of the graphic novels later, and there's yes. a short story at the end of that. Yeah, that I I almost enjoyed more than the the main story. I really liked it too. It put a really awesome spin on spin on what the grim dark future is like yeah but just kind of like that idea of rising up against this oppressive power yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, totally totally and i think i think it's you know and it's and you know they're rising up and i know they're kind of being controlled by the gene stealer essence but they feel like it's more of a, a it feels less coerced than like a chaos uprising yeah you know, the chaos uprising sounds like they've just been well, I don't know. Maybe it's not. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there saying, like, you know, no, the Gene Stealer cult is just as controlling as, like, a chaos cult. Yeah, I think it's you all know. psychic suggestion with Gene yeah. Stealers. Yeah. Kind of like Jedi yeah. mind tricks yeah, all yeah, around. Yeah. You know, like, you will. So maybe that's just maybe that's just what it is, is that, you know, if, if you're not being mind-controlled, you're okay with the Imperium. <laughs> if you are being mind-controlled, then it's just like, throw off the shackles of oppressors. Well, I love it when they said that, the like the workers who are from the cult are like the best workers and the hardest workers yeah. and it was like yeah, yeah, yeah. oh so so be like let's <laughs> just execute employee of the month <laughs> yeah, every month exactly to get uprisings yeah. down like yeah hey, we're employee just of the send month. in the quiz no, it's no, like no. yeah no yeah congratulations you're employee of the month no <laughs> no, <laughs> no! <laughs> i have a wife and kids <laughs> well we're gonna kill them too just in yeah. case <laughs> And then, well, yeah, so it's it's a really good codex game-wise. It looks super yeah, strong. Looks I know strong. A, a bunch of our local competitive guys are really, really excited about it. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about it just thematically, to be honest. Right. I don't think I'm probably going to abuse it as much as they, I probably could, but <laughs> I think I just think it would be fun to run, like, a whole bunch of, you know, a bunch of Gene Stealers with, like, a Lehman Russ and then a Goliath tank next know, to it and stuff it's, like that. It's, it's that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. I think it would be cool. So. Yeah. I don't know. It just I, seems interesting. It I, seems really, and I, that's the kind of thing that I'm really liking about these new releases that they're doing, like Death Watch and and the Gene Stealer Cult. That it's not these, it's they're they're really thematic in what they do, and I mean they're effective. Like they they have things that they can do, but everything that they can do is derived entirely from a very thematic and a very fluffy reason you mm-hmm. know what i mean it's just not some... just like well we're just gonna give them giant battle suits because giant battle suits are cool it's like no these are these are things that have come from like the very core of the the grimdark past of gw you know what i mean that they've that they've had that have always been there that have always been like building and building that people have been like yeah this that's a really cool story that's a really cool concept and idea and i would always i'd love to throw them on the table and they're like all right well here's the way you can do it yeah and they've made the releases really well too you know i don't know it just seems really and i think even narratively as well if you wanted to do like a planetary uprising yeah you take a gene stealer cult list you don't just you know just don't take the main pure strain pure strains absolutely Absolutely. and then there you go you have great uprising yeah you have mutants and everything like that but yeah like i said it opens it up thematically so it's a very exciting release i think yeah i'll be picking up the codex even though i don't plan on running the army yeah i plan on picking up the codex and possibly running the army once i get my death watch stuff painted up yeah so so, three armies for phil i know holy cow i that i well the thing is once you once you go away from just one army forget it that's like that's like you just break the dam and it's like you break the seal and you're just gone that's i it don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> my, my my new three shelf display cabinet where i realize i have five different armies <laughs> someone's so not, making the, yeah. someone's, not making, someone's the not making the cut yeah uh okay cool well uh i think we'll go ahead and take a quick break cool 
We're coming back. We're going to talk about Kill Team. Yes. Uh, we both played Kill Team yesterday. Phil, you've been playing it a bunch. I've been playing it a bunch, and I'm probably going to keep playing it a bunch. Cause it's, yeah, it's a fantastic uh, it lunch is. hour adventure time. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's super, super good. So, yeah, we will be right back. We're going to talk about some Kill Team. Whoop, whoop. We have to make really high-pitched, irritating sounds. Otherwise, Tad, you know, yeah, words, exactly. know what's happening. <laughs> Man, ladies kept checking their drinks. Thanks, Bill Cosby. Hey, buddy. Have you tried chocolate? It's a natural aphrodisiac that doesn't trigger any of the FBI's chemical tests. Wow. Thanks, guy. Where are you going? To the grocery store. Chocolate for that special lady that doesn't know she's special yet. Oh, man. I'm going to make a fully sound tracks uh, <laughs> record. Okay, welcome back. We are going to be talking today about Kill Team. Uh, I wasn't originally planning to talk about this uh, when I messaged Phil originally. Like, hey, you want to you know, come talk about this comic book? Yeah. Uh, but and then, I was like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. But then we played Kill Team, and it was amazing. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Kill Team is mini 40K. And yeah. It's, uh, it's skirmish 40K. Skirmish 40K. Yeah. It's 200 points. Yep. Um, limited uh, detachment. Yeah, it's, it's, it's zero, to th- zero to two troop choices, zero to one elite choices, and zero to one fast attack choices. So you have to make it 200 points out of that. I mean, it's not hard to get 200 points out of that, but that's what you're limited to making. And then every model is its own character, essentially its own independent character. Yeah, but you have to buy everything like you would a squad. So you can't just buy, you know, five, you can't just buy five dudes with, you know, with like Melt grass guns. cannons, you know what I mean? No, you can only have four. Yeah, <laughs> I could have had five. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, an example of a kill team list, yeah. uh, like one I ran yesterday. Was uh, three Tyranid Warriors. Yep. Ten Gargoyles mm-hmm. and a Pyrovore. Yep. That's 200 points. And he ran them against my Death Watch, which was <sighs> a five man veteran squad with two Grav Cannons. Oh, not, not two Grav Cannons. I two Frag Cannons. It was two Frag Cannons and two Infernus Heavy Bolters. So I had five guys, and he had, what was that? 14? 14, 14 guys. guys. About 22 wounds with yeah. total. Um, and yeah, so I mean, that's one conversation. Another, like, one I sent, Phil, was I sent a five man Bolter Scout squad and a Kalidus Assassin. Yep. That's an acceptable fight or kill team. Yep. I had another one where it was a five man tactical squad with Bolters and a five man command squad with four Melty Guns. Which seems dick moving kill team because there's yeah. no vehicles anywhere. Yeah. You know, just. You, well, you can't take vehicles. They just have to have the armor facing has to, can't add up above 33. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, so yeah. like, that's the restrictions. Uh, the kill team detachment uh, must include at least four non vehicle models. Yep. Um, a kill team cannot include any model with more than three wounds or an armor save better than two plus. Yep. Can include flyers. Uh, no vehicle whose armor save combined is better than 33. Yeah. So that's front, side, and back, and rear added together. Yes. It'd be more than 33. So it's essentially so like can, a rhino. Yeah, you can, so it's, it's basically designed to bring a rhino. So there's no drop the pods, no wave serpents, nothing big yeah. and nasty. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of like the little things. Uh, so, Phil, what, what got you going with the kill team? Because you've been huge behind it. Yeah, I've been really big behind it because the thought process to me was I'd be really interested in doing something like a skirmish game, you know? And I'd been looking into doing into doing Infinity with Sterling and he'd been really excited about showing me that. And I liked it. I liked it. But the thing that really originally brought me to Warhammer 40K was the fluff, was, is the universe, the grim, dark universe of the future of the, you know, the 41st millennium. That's what drew me to wargaming. And, I was, and, and you know, no, no knock on Infinity. The gameplay is fun, but it doesn't have that same decades-old fluff that has been developing and the story behind everything that's going on. So... When I heard about this kill team coming out, and I'd heard people talk about playing kill team, but when I heard this was coming out that they had a, a system that they were making that they had updated, I was like, 
let me give this a shot. And honestly, it fills all of my needs for, for skirmishing, which is, it's fun because skirmish games are just a completely different animal to play in the giant army on army. Like your 14,000 versus 14,000 game this weekend is a much different animal than playing 200 points each on a four by four table. So I think it's easier thematically to to do a story based kill team game than it is like a a mission, like an entire mission. Like, Say, like, my Imperial Fists are going against your Dark Angels. Yeah. Yeah, it happens, and they shoot each other, but it's much easier to explain why a small unit destroys a small unit yeah. than why two entire armies are clashing against clashing, each yeah. other. For sure. And it, and, it's, and it also ends up getting into, like, a realm, narratively, that you can't get into in a 2,000-point game. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's you, you know, when you think about it, you buy a squad, and you think of them as a squad, and you think of each guy in that squad basically as a wound. And you're moving squad against squad, and you're shooting squad against squad. Um, but on this one, it's it's each individual model is important. Each individual model can change the course of the game depending upon what they do. And losses hurt. Yeah, each yeah. loss hurts because once you're down to half, you're taking a break test at the at the beginning of each of your turns, which uh, is and the break test, yeah, is is at the beginning of your turn if you have less than half of your starting models on the table. You make a leadership test. If you fail, the model's removed as a casualty because yep. it ran away. Because it just ran off. It just took off. Though so if not, you have not falling back, it's just completely just ran off. If you have and they shall know no fear, uh, they get to re-roll it. They get it. to re-roll it. If you're fearless, you're good to go. You don't have to worry about that. But um, it's still interesting. You know, you get down to that point and all of a sudden the game can really just start snowballing. Yeah. So you don't want to get to that point, you know. And, and re-rollable, you know, even with the re-rollable because of and they shall know fear... You can still fail that. You For know? sure. I can, I've done it. <laughs> you know, And it's not fun because all of a sudden you're taking off this model that's a fair amount of points at that point that you're doing with. Well, well yeah, when you, especially when you're talking about Marines or Death yeah, Watch. Exactly. And that one model can be like a quarter of your army. Exactly. You know? and, that's, and it's crazy because and, 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 you know, I really feel like it balances things out a lot better than you get in the larger armies. Because, you know, I, I, yeah, my Death Watch models were, are way more elite individually, each of them. Mm-hmm. And each of them can do more. But... All of a sudden, I lose three of my five guys, and I'm taking break tests on those other two guys. You lose three of your guys, you're fine. You keep going on. You know what I mean? And I've got to be able to kill them because each model can only shoot at one dude. It's not like I can just like unload an ungodly amount of fire into this squad and try to wipe out a whole bunch of guys. If I unload an ungodly amount of fire into one unit, into one model, the most I'm going to do is take away that one model. And then they can't charge anybody because they took out the model that they shot at. So it really starts changing the way things tactically work and how you have to think about things and how you can go about different things. And it's it's a lot of fun. It really makes it really a really interesting aspect of gaming in the 40K universe. So let's talk a little bit about the leader. Uh, there's a few specialized roles that you get to do in the kill team because, you yeah. know, there, there's no HQ slot in there. Yeah. So what you have to do is you have to choose a leader who is the character with the highest leadership yeah. in your army. Yes. Uh, and this person is designated as a leader. They get a, a warlord trait or a leader trait. Yeah. Uh, and then they are kind of the slay the leader warlord yeah. point. Yep. And uh, so, so I really liked the the part where I mean we were talking about it in one of our games where I'm like, oh well, I don't want my knob to be the leader. I mean, yeah. Of course, you know, uh, narrative John here not being cheesy at all. <laughs> I don't want my knob to be the leader, but having kind of that that's my and he's really built up to be this really amazing little commander. Yeah. Like on the the leader trace table, like I think one of them is uh, you season a four plus, which is huge, huge. 
Like, like I saw that, and I'm like, oh man, if I had this on regular 40k, I, yeah. <laughs> I would be so happy. Seriously, yeah, no, um, no, no more just plus one to your C's. Like you're seizing on a four plus, so it's half the time you're going to seize the initiative. Really changes the way you you really make that decision now. Yeah, I mean, it can give you some outflank, and there's a yeah. lot of useful full tools for kind of moving the stuff along. Yeah. Um, when and this is something I, I didn't necessarily do, but when you're picking your list. Are you kind of picking one kind of uh, squad or, or unit over another based on the sergeant capability or, or what they can get as a leader there? Or is that just kind of, uh, I guess this guy's leader? No, I, I mean, when I make a list, I know who I'm going to have as my leader. You know, I have my decision and I know who it's I'm not, you know, when I'm, when I'm coming at the, to the game with it, I know who's going to be my leader. Not just because he's the one who ended up being that way, but... For instance, in our uh, the game we played against the orcs, I knew that the sergeant for, or the the sergeant the dude bro with the with the with the chainsword and bolt pistol from my command squad was going to be my my leader just mm-hmm. because thematically it made sense to me that this this is the guy that's like leading the charge, deciding what's going on because I knew that the tactical squad guy would defer to him in a tactical situation on the ground, and I knew that with the other guys in that squad, they're all veterans, but they're they're holding on to special weapons because the mm-hmm. rest of the guys in the command squad had melty guns. And I felt like they were, they were going out with a task to do. And he was more in a position where he could like dole out what's going on. So, you know, he, he's probably wasn't as strong of a model as some of the other ones for me, but thematically to me, it made more sense that he'd be the one going into this t- tactical situation that he'd be calling out Right. the orders and it was like the same thing after kind of were like well no you have to have your knob be yeah. your, your leader it, like i said it, it makes sense you have the small lee unit your boys aren't gonna li- they've listened to the biggest and yeah. the strongest There's no, that yeah. one there that, that knob was gonna take his power claw and crush the skull of anyone who tried to be the leader <laughs> other than him that's just the way it was gonna work something <laughs> i really like about the rule set and the, the kill team rule set's available in that that great value bundle with the tau and the space marines yeah and it's, nice also available it's also available in the black library digitally too. where i got mine for for 13 dollars nice. but you know i don't want any more yeah i think we just talked earlier about how i've done nothing but paying power armor bolt <laughs> marines and see and i wanted some bolt i wanted some power armor bodies so i could keep building up some more uh death watch dudes oh so, nice yeah yeah. yeah yeah uh so the the book is um a great deal and they they kind of litter throughout there with uh hints of ways to play kind of moving yeah. towards that you know the you know quote unquote three ways to play from age of sigmar yeah because i mean under our leader section here they say that uh, if you're planning to play a campaign you know it's a great idea to keep the same leader the whole time yep and keep with the same leadership and keep the same the leader, trait, yeah, leader trait which yeah. which i think is like a fantastic idea yeah for sure um I mean, you're going to obviously run into the situations where, you know, your leader was you know, injured. I wasn't really injured. I ran away just yeah, in time. exactly. It's like, oh, the apothecary flew in at the end and managed to drag him off the field and save him. And now he has a mechanical lung. It's an air compressor instead. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, like these little hints throughout this rulebook here really got me like, oh, man, it would be really sweet to do like an entire narrative fun. campaign. And that's, and that's and honestly, that was that was the big reason I, I you know. I wanted to to get into it too because I feel like it it added a dimension for a narrative campaign that I you know we all aspire to some kind of narrative well maybe not all but a lot of us aspire to some kind of like epic narrative campaign that goes on and on and on and I feel like this kill team aspect really adds a dimension to a narrative campaign that you're missing if you're only playing big games of 40k mm-hmm. you know what I mean because you can have a, you know you have this narrative campaign of these you know, of a war band going off to war, and that's fine. But narratively, like when you read 
a black library book, most of them aren't about sweeping battles. They aren't about, you know, giant units of guys going across the, you know, going across the battlefield and, you know, and blasting each other. There are aspects of that, but a lot of the cooler, I, the things that really make it real and give you this kind of narrative taste to what's going on in those books are once they get down to the squad level and they follow the one dude bro with his bolter facing off against the horde of dudes you know a, a horde of enemy there and just holding out and trying to trying to survive and taking shots and you know and his you know his battle brother next to him going down and it's like that adds a really amazing aspect i think and a really big flavor to that whole narrative style and i thought this would really add to that kind of campaign if you can have you know missions where you have giant armies going off against giant armies but then all of a sudden it breaks down because you're following this one tactile squad as it's trying to break its way through like a through a, a warehouse and make its way to the other side to try to to try to uh, you know take down like a, a defensive emplacement that's been holding off the advance or if you've got you know this there's this tyrannid invasion but you've got this one squad who's trying to clear out a, a gene stealer uh brood from from this one hab block you know what i mean and it mm-hmm. would be really cool and it really adds like a an aspect of that that you know almost like a black library-esque aspect to the gaming that you're playing well, well something i was just thinking about is if you think of every kind of major action blockbuster or kind of like you know even uh, the force awakens it yeah. just came out yeah yeah big main battle yep at the same time, there is a unit of commandos at the side going off and doing something that helps with exactly. the main battle. Yep, absolutely. And it's like a majority of the films that come out like that are like that. So you now have this option. And like, I'm super stoked to be able to be something if you're, you know, big main battle taking place and you have like a squad a kill team game going on simultaneously at the yeah. side. And then you can just lean over and be like, Hey guys, uh, their reserves come on in a one plus now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And really kind of affecting that tight of the battle. Yeah, I, I think. Cool. It opens up a hell of a lot of options. Um, I, I digress a little bit there, just going on about the coolness of it all and <laughs> well, what it opens up. Yeah. Um, as well as a leader in your squad, you yes. have up to three specialists. Well, you have three specialists. Or you, you have three you have specialists. Have three you three specialists. have to have three specialists. My, my, yeah. my, I don't know why you wouldn't take three specialists. Yeah. Um, but these are three guys in your squad who get uh, unique skills that you pick from a table. Yes. And um, different tables. D- there's, different there's tables. five different tables that you can choose from, and each one has to be chosen from a different table. So you can't have two weapon specialists, you can't have two combat specialists, but you can have a weapon specialist and a combat specialist and, say, a guerrilla specialist. Um, or an, what is the indomitable specialist? Yeah, you can be a combat fighter. specialist, a weapon specialist, a dirty fighter specialist, an indomitable specialist, and a guerrilla specialist. Yeah, so those are the five different tables that you can choose from, and each one has a set of different special rules that you can get. So there's some that are... Generic special rules like rage or fear, eternal or warrior, eternal warrior, feel the pain. pain, those kind of rules. And then they have some very specific uh, kill team special rules that they can get that they can choose from, which are pretty brilliant. The reaping volley, I oh, think we both man, agree, is a, be a killer. That's going to be taken a lot in kill team. Yeah, it's a weapon specialist rule uh, wherein uh, when attacking with a ranged weapon that fires more than one shot, the model can target different enemy models. It's yeah. essentially split fire for a single guy. For a single guy. And it's that's huge in this game because otherwise, if you're shooting at, like, if he's got, like, for the, you know the game that I was playing there, when I've got a heavy bolter and he's got a bunch of gargoyles coming here, it's like three shots with a heavy bolter is probably going to be overkill to take down one gargoyle. It's going to be overkill to take down three dark Well, it may be overkill to take down three dark 
but it's less overkill to take down three gargoyles than it is to take down one gargoyle. So all of a sudden you put Reaping Volley on him, and now he can split it between those two, between the three on his uh, heavy bolter shots, which is nice because you can possibly take down more than just one model, which is which is really a big game changer. I also like, I mean, you can add to the thematics of your list using these tables. Like, if you're a space marine, or you're probably not going to want to take a dirty fighter special tactic, because you know, or you can, and like, or you you, you know, because I had that with my guy. I took some dirty, uh, dirty fighter tactics with some of my guys, and I made it the model that was that I've modeled up with a bolter in one hand and uh, a knife in the other hand. So it looks like he's just like really getting in there and just start stabbing away, you know, like. Like was a stem Ricardo from Futurama. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the stabby robot. Uh, There is also the appearance of Soul Blaze as well. The world's world's finest rule. Yeah, Um, I will say. (laughs) You mean the world's most forgotten rule? (laughs) Let's let's have a game mode where mostly everything's going to be one wound models, and let's give Soul Blaze (laughs) an option. Um, There's a couple in there that have. That like key in on like when you're attacking a model with more with two or more wounds. So if you have something like someone brings a whole bunch of warriors, yeah, <laughs> you actually have something that can key off on that, which is cool because you don't choose, you actually don't choose the specialist. Well, I don't know. Maybe you can choose the specialist when you're making a list. I don't know when they tell you to do it. I we cho- I always choose it once we sat down ready to get ready yeah. to get playing is when I would choose the specialist. It would cause... be interesting to play a game where we chose it blind. Chose blind. Yeah. And not knowing what we're facing. Yeah. To be fair, I did have that. I played a game against Sterling, and I played against uh, his Tau, and I gave one of my guys uh, the Rage special rule because I was like, he's an Assault Marine with a jump pack. This would be great, giving me two more attacks on the on the charge, and I can just shoot up there and get in his face because Tau are not great at close combat. And I charged him, and all of a sudden he was like, oh... They all come standard equipped with defensive grenades, so you don't get any bonus to the charge. Aww. And I was like, no rage? <laughs> <laughs> despite all your rage. Yeah. I'm sure so despite all my rage, that. he was still just hitting two two attacks. So Just, just two. <laughs> just the two against attacks. Tau. Plus one for extra close combat weapon. Yeah. I was so gonna say, it made a difference because, you know, with Phil rolling, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> I really need those two extra attacks. Oh, yeah. Sometimes you know. Um <laughs> So yeah, I mean that's that's kind of thing. So you have your specialist, you have your leader, and then you have mooks, uh, yeah. Essentially, um, you have, there's some other rules that like area of command, so you get to use your your leader's leadership. Because yeah. you when you roll with the breaking, inches. the leader has to roll first, and if the leader passes his leadership test, everyone within six inches of him automatically passes as well. So and then there's a there's actually a warlord or leader trait that allow that expands that to twelve inches. So if you have the, you know, like if I have my, you know, my, my guy there from the command squad, he's rolling on a nine, he's probably going to pass. And then all of a sudden everyone within 12 inches doesn't have to make that roll. For sure. And that's, that's a, that's a killer roll. Really killer roll. Um, like I said, when I played Tyranids with you, that, yeah. that really destroyed me. Out. Yeah. Uh, my synapse, which, uh, there's a whole bunch of exemptions for rules here. Uh, yeah. Tyranid synapse isn't one of them. Isn't one of them. It's I thought it was, but it's not. So no. that's, uh. You'll be seeing a lot of uh, warriors and kill teams from Tyranids. I just don't think you'll be seeing a lot of Tyranids <laughs> and kill teams. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. Lots of gene stealers. Yeah. You know, Ooh, Codex Tyranids 2.0. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Just wave against just wave. A, against. Like a whole bunch of. Yeah. That would be fun. That'd be you like, what? Nine gene stealers? Are they 14 points now? Something like that. Yeah, something yeah. like that. So that well, 10. No, that's ten minimum ten, yeah. and a whole bunch more. Oh. So probably close to like 14, but, I mean, 14 or fifteen. And this is the like great that. thing about it is yeah. is uh, like moving away rules and all that stuff is thematically. 
you can decide like this is the story I want to tell. Yeah, and you can construct a list to tell that story. Yeah, and that, that's what I really enjoy there. Yeah, um, I could I could see like a narrative campaign that starts out with like a, a small scouting force that was on this planet and checking it out, and you do a kill team game with your scouting force that goes out there, so I can bring you know some scouts or whatever I want to do, and they're going through a city, and all of a sudden they get overrun by tyranids and. You know, they have to fight it off to try to get back the warning. And then all of a sudden, the next one that you have is you have a small skirmish. You don't have a, a kill team game. You have, like, a smaller game, like a 1,000 points or something like mm-hmm. that. And you have, like, the first forces that are moving in to try to make a beachhead. And all of a sudden, there's more and more of these the, the Gene Stealer cults, like, rising up and trying to take them down. And then it builds up to this, like, crescendo 2,500-point battle, like, pitched battle between my mm-hmm. armor and this. And there's, you know, there, there's Goliath and, and, and Lehman Russ is jumping up and coming at you. It would be fun. It would be really be cool to just like so, build up throughout those and keep telling those stories, then breaking down into some kill team sets. So you've got like the squad that has to go try to grab this position, and they have to try to hold it off against this, you know, the squad, the the enemy that are holding it right now, and they've got to try to infiltrate and go through. Go break the shield gotta generator. Go break through the shield generator, exactly like that. Yeah, you got to go down to the moon of Endor and break the shield <laughs> generator. <laughs> like, like I said, it just it opens up so much. And yeah, then it, it really does. It expands the the narrative. Like mm-hmm. usually, like you're sitting there talking about that. I'm thinking, I was like, well, you could just have it where the scouts go in and you keep playing kill team games until the marine player loses. And for every game they win, they get more points to start with. Yeah, that they manage cool. to land. Oh, and beat. that'd be super cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything. I mean, it's not like you have to have super imagination for it either. It's just yeah. kind of like all of the rules and everything are right set all there, there for you and, now. You know, and building up on that, they even have uh, some missions. Some kill team missions that they have in the back. And the there. missions Six are the missions. damn solid, really solid, yeah. and they're really fun and they're really different, really thematic. You know, like we played one which was a uh, alone in the dark, where e- when you deploy your units, uh, each model has to roll a d6, and on a one or a two, they gain outflank. So all of a sudden, they're being held in reserve and coming in from the sides. And any of them that um, on a three plus, they're placed on your side of the table, but they have to be three inches from. Uh, any of your other models so it's almost like the anti uh anti unit coherency yeah, yeah which is pretty cool as, as someone who had uh 14 models at the time <laughs> I did not like that. yeah it was a little hard for him to try to stretch that across the entire thing but it was just really cool because all of a sudden you have this like mental concept of these guys are just like going in there and they're just like alone in the dark and you get they're separated just like yeah, spread out, out and move through because they can't really see well because it's the whole game has night fighting so every turn has night fighting which is interesting and it just adds it just adds a really interesting take on everything you know that you've got there. There was another one that we did, which was uh, which was the other one we had like. Uh, um, oh no! Okay, so yeah, the, the the other one we did was you put six objectives down. Yeah. Uh, whenever, supply drop. Yeah, supply drop. Uh, you put six objectives down, and then you scattered the objectives, and we did a full scatter off of the original location. Yeah, of each of them. Of each of them, and then when you finish a movement phase within an inch. Of that objective, you roll a dice. Yep. If it's if you roll one through five, it's removed because it's not the primary supply drop. And then once a six is rolled, that becomes the primary supply drop, and that basically becomes an immobile relic. Yeah, you can't move, and that's it's stuck there. So yeah. you have to defend that. And that was a hell of a lot of fun. Hell of a lot of fun. Really changed the, everything. The way we deployed, the way we moved, was all to like try and weed out like all of these fake drops. Yeah. And then when all of a sudden it's deployed, all of a sudden you're like, well. I'm screwed. <laughs> you know, I deployed really wrong to try to get that. If I had known it, it would have been different. You know, but it really adds that whole element where, you know, th- there's these units that are down on the ground and, you know, there's supply drop comes in. You don't always get to tell wh- how, you know, 
where it's going to land exactly, and you've got to try to scramble to go get it before the enemy does. You, you know the great thing about Kill Team as well is, okay, so you get a lot of creative people playing 40k. Yeah. You get a lot of people who make up missions yeah. and special things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're playing like a 1,500, 2,000 point game, if the mission isn't working, then you've wasted uh, like hours, hours of your time. Hours, of, hours your time. of your time. And you can tell someone else isn't having fun, and, and a lot of people power through. It's like, oh, well, you know, we're all yeah. here. Oh, but yeah. if, you make up, in there. <laughs> if you make up a Kill Team mission, and it isn't working or it isn't fun, you just stop. Like half hour. Or, yeah, just stop. And I mean, okay, let's try doing it this way. Oh, yeah. okay. And then you just move on. Yeah. Or even if you just, you know, if, even if you just grin and bear it and stiff upper lip it your way through it, yeah, it's, it's still going to be half hour to 45 minutes of, to- of your time. You know what I mean? Which is, we, film, we filmed two bat reps in yesterday. two hours. In like two hours. Yeah. And, that's, and filming takes a lot longer because it has to be more deliberate. It's a way bigger process. Which is why I thank everyone who's on my mm-hmm. channel because mm-hmm. it's a much more involved process to do than just throwing dice. So if you're just throwing dice, I can imagine that could go half an hour. Oh, you absolutely. Can do a 200 half point hour. Game. Like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like a lunchtime game. Almost. Yeah. You can I think that's that. where it came from back in the day is really? they were looking for a way to play during lunch breaks and lunch oh, hours and cool. things like that. You could totally do that. Yeah. You could totally do this in a lunch hour if you, you just throw it down. Lunch hour league. Yeah. Lunch. Ooh, that would be cool. That would be really cool. Yeah. And that's how you get the. That's how you get them in. Like, yeah, hey. exactly. And that's another thing about this system is it is the perfect introduction to 40k because oh, it sure. uses all of the rules, but the buy-in is one box. Yeah. You know, you buy you buy one uh, one tactical squad of marines, and you can put together a 1400 point list. Yeah, uh, uh, 200 point. Sorry, 1400 point. <laughs> How big is your tactical <laughs> box nowadays? No, you could put together, uh, you know, easily put together a, a 200 point list. Yeah. I mean, I've got my 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 uh, my Death Watch squad. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, that's 200 points for five dudes. Well, and know? then I looked at the it as well. Is super, super cheap for this. Because when you, when you told me about it uh, from someone who has like a lot of 40K stuff, yeah. I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to use stuff I never really use because it's. It's Kill Team. Yeah. Who cares? I'm not going to be like, oh, damn, I shouldn't have taken that Pyrovore. Exactly. I mean, I'm still like, oh, damn, I shouldn't have taken that Pyrovore. <laughs> but, but you don't feel quite as as, as bitter about it right. because it was only it's, half it's hour of your time. Yeah, exactly. So I, I love it for that. So, yeah. I mean, I think I'm good on Kill Team. It's a fantastic system. If yes. you haven't played any Kill Team, go do it now. Yes, go do it now. Yeah, and if you've got someone that you're really trying to get into 40K and they're put off by the, the price of 40K... Play this, Kill Team. Play them Kill Team. Because you, now you they go out. Models. They can go out. You have spare models. They probably can go out and buy one box. And then they build it. Then they paint it. And then they want to get more. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's it's basically the pusher version of, of 40K. Yeah. You know? Just uh, one, one little one little taste. And then they're going to be stuck. And be, they're I got to tell be. you, like, because I've been working on my Las Vegas open list. Uh-huh. I've been working on my Horus Heresy Apocalypse list. Like, all, all these big lists where big I have to lists. be like... Okay, so do I take this? And like, I've spent a week debating whether I want to drop an Autark to Warlocks or a Farseer for for my LVO list. Yeah. I'm like, which one do I do? Which one? Just to have the freedom, two hundred points is so freeing. Yeah, like, and just, it's also and in the it and takes the no time whatsoever. Also different because you know, two hundred points, you're not going to be locked in for a two day tournament. Right. with it you know what i mean you're locked in for a half well, it, an hour. it's more so that it's not going to take you long to make the list yeah. i mean jesus how many lists did i send you in like true. two minutes it's about super easy to make like, up all what i wanted lists. to run and so the best recommendation i could do i mean i absolutely you should be playing kill team yes there's if you're playing 40k you enjoy 40k mm-hmm. you will enjoy kill team absolutely um is make a list go do it just and and think of the theme think of what your squad is doing what yeah. your kill team is doing and it's, and and it's one of the easiest that. ways easier ways to get 
even start thinking thematically and thinking narratively because you don't have to try to push an entire narrative over a 2000 point list. You know what I mean? Because sometimes even if you're building a list at 2000 points, it does become hard to try to to try to fit a narrative to everything that you want to play in that list. Mm -hmm. It's not hard to figure out a 200 point list. You know, all of a sudden it's like I've got one kill team of of Death Watch. That's super, super, super fluffy, super narrative, you know, or I want to put a five man Black Knight biker squad, super elite. But also super fluffy because it's just one squad that's made its way into this one city and it's left by itself, you know? And it's like a a section of the battlefield that they're all off on their own. It's super easy to start thinking narratively with this. And then you can start building the narrative from there. So all of a sudden you have a couple different units that meet up up after they've been fighting their way through the city. And you've got yourself a narrative list, which is fun. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, Go to our Facebook page. Let us know your kill teams. Yes. Email me your kill teams. Ooh, yes, yes. Definitely let us know what your kill teams are. I want to go over them. I want to hear what your ideas are. Yes. Yeah. uh, (laughs) uh, And let us know why your kill teams together, all that other kind of fun stuff there. Like I said, I I know we've gushed about it for about 20 minutes now. Yeah. um, But I I do love kill teams. Yeah, It is a a lot of fun. There's going to be quite a few battle reports. I've already got one up there on the the Glacial Geek uh, YouTube page. There'll be another one up on Monday. So I might actually put up our our death watch one so because it was so fun. short yeah well it was Spo- fun it was fun spoilers, yeah, spoilers. It's it, it was fun for phil no yeah <laughs> but you also get to see some non-dark angel of armies in mind yeah there, so yeah, that's you're, you're super stoked about that yeah right? super stoked these guys oh. are so cool <laughs> so cool. all right uh we're gonna take a quick break we will be back we're gonna talk about uh the graphic novel exterminatus exterminatus that's why you said it better but yeah, yeah i did yeah. say it better i always do man my old lady is so moody right now hate that time of the month not me i buy generic tampons they clean up all that gross lady stuff and she's happy because we've saved money wow generic tampons i'll have to give those a try damn i can't believe i lost another game all of my dice are rolling once quit the whining man you should change your cotton another rending hit thanks generic brand tampons generic brand tampons not just for ladies for a limited time send in six applicator sticks for a free dice bag Good morning, Vietnam. Oh, that's beautiful. I've always, I've always wanted to do that. Well, is it just because we had the uh, the radio playing? Yeah, again? exactly. <laughs> On the plus side, if yeah. you're a longtime listener and, and understand Ted and I's frustration about uh, our board picking up local radio waves. Are you, are you recording on your end? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. When, when the green and the red go. Oh, no, I was saying that in your channel looked like a. Oh, like no. Yeah. Three, four, five. Okay. Because I had to oh, change okay, channels. Because yeah. <laughs> channel one apparently picks up some local yeah. radio station. Channel one on his switchboard is uh, sponsored by iHeartRadio. Yeah. It was kind of fantastic. <laughs> we're talking about the grim, dark future of the Warhammer yeah. the universe and kill teams going in and murdering people and doing this and all of that. Wallace is like top 40. Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty awful. Uh, so yeah, uh, reason for what Phil around here is he bought a whole bunch of graphic novels. Uh, he he went on a Barnes and Noble spree. Yeah, um, I love going to Barnes and Noble. Oh, and, dude, I love it too. And I'm a super nerd, so there's like two sections I go. I go to the back where there's the 40k novels, and, and behind the I, curtain, and <laughs> with the 18 and plus older. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, I go to the the graphic novel section. I look through because. I mean, you know, I'm not just a 40K nerd. I'm like a full-on everything nerd. I love, you know, all aspects, anime and comic books and all that fun stuff. So, um, yeah, I was just walking through the the comic book section, checking out what's going on. And all of a sudden I was stopped because I saw a Warhammer, like a regular fantasy Warhammer graphic novel in there. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I wonder if they have any 40... And then I looked down and sure enough, there's like four different 40K novels. These are the... uh, these are the ones with from Boom Comics back in, or that were originally published with Boom Comics. It says back in two thousand eight, 
So I'm sure some of you guys may have read it back then, but uh, they've got them in these super slick looking um, trade paperbacks now. Oh yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So so I picked up a couple, and the one we decided to talk about was Exterminatus. Exterminatus uh, has a real sick looking uh, Black Templar in the front. Really cool. Written by Dan Abnett, uh, obviously because if your Games Workshop and you have Dan Abnett on staff or a retainer, you make uh, him do whatever you want. You make him write the comics as much as he can, and it centers around uh, an, an Inquisitor. Uh, going down to... Well, it starts off with an Inquisitor fighting off against a Chaos Sorcerer. Yeah. Uh, and kind of, honestly... It's a little bit of a backstory. On yeah, a little bit of a backstory. But the the first few pages when it's talking, like the fight with the Chaos Sorcerer, the imagery they use... And, Super cool. And the use of a Thunderhammer. Like this comic for me, or this graphic novel for me, has cemented Thunderhammer oh, as yes. the coolest freaking weapon. The, the most metal of weapons. Uh, and also... Something else I really appreciate. I've never read a Warhammer comic before. Now I know what a lot of my weapons are supposed to sound like. Yeah. Thanks to the benefit of comic books. Yeah. Like a thunder hammer. Wadoomch. <laughs> is the uh, sound of a thunder hammer. Uh, so, you know, and then it goes on and kind of skips to the future here. And the, we have our Inquisitor, his loyal, uh, faithful servant, Alfred, I'm going to guess, <laughs> uh, going to a new planet. Um the super cool thing for me on on this one here was the story involves him going to this planet and investigating uh, two unearthed chaos warhound titans. Or f- at first, it's two unearthed oh, chaos yes. warhound titans. But yeah. like the idea that you know that these planets have these and and the the people on the top are trying to dig them out uh, secretly for chaos. Yeah, there was there was like a, a chaos takeover on this planet and. Um, the the you know they were being it was being overrun it was like a backwater planet really of no consequence to the imperium and had no idea why the chaos suddenly turned its baleful eye upon this backwater planet um and they just started digging and digging and digging and the temp black templars went in and uh to stop them and discovered that there was a uh that they were that they were trying to unearth these two chaos warhound titans and Which looked shitty. Yeah, <laughs> they looked pretty beat up. They've had better days. Yeah, they've probably been there since the uh, since the uh, the horse heresy. So, but it, it's a cool imagery and, and like Very the, cool the art of it as well. Of just kind of hunched over really at the nice. bottom yeah. of this pit. Uh, the art in it is spectacular. Yeah, it's really, really nice. Good, really, good really nice. That. So when they go down, they find it. They also find a container. Which, if you look at the art. That container looks almost exactly like the Munitarium container yeah. that just got released. That just got released, and yeah. this was back in two thousand eight. So, so <laughs> they've got a, they've got they've got like their style on lockdown, which is awesome. Which is awesome. And inside that container, uh, it took me a second because what happens is your Inquisitor he opens a container, um, he sees a girl in rags hooked up to a bunch of machines. And then he just shoots the shit out of her. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. I was like, damn, that seems harsh. Yeah, so, so, so he opens the door. Uh, he gets attacked by a chaos guy on the inside, and then he looks in the container. Says "Throne of Terra." Uh, you see the girl, and then the next, uh, the next box is just badam, 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 badam. <laughs> He's like, open up with bolt why, pistols. Why are you? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I know you're an Inquisitor, and <laughs> yeah. you know, shoot first, ask questions later. But you later find out that she is a psychic blank. Yes, uh, I guess. I, I guess there's uh, the untouchable. They call them. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyone who's read the uh, Eisenhorn trilogy, you know, knows about these untouchables. And what they can do and he's a psyker um and it just basically paralyzed him yeah gave him great pain powers. and all that other and it explained as they said why the the you know the imperium psychics weren't able to to sense these 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 warhound titans down there that they were 
acting as a buffer that was just blanking out the entire planet from the eye of of the psychers within the imperium which is pretty pretty badass yeah. and crazy because yeah she was hooked up to this machine that amplified her her untouchable zone or a null yeah. zone and it like i said it was just it was super that that, that was an awesome thing for me yeah after that the book kind of turns into csi 40k <laughs> yeah yeah it, it goes it goes into a real into a real you know in, in, you know in, uh inquisitor storyline it, it 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 feels a lot like the Eisenhorn trilogy. I don't know if you've ever read that, Jonathan, but I've actually just started playing the game. Okay, uh, <laughs> I've never played the game. I got but a the, level the in. The novels are fantastic. Uh, and okay. I got bugged by camera angles, but we're going to be Fair positive. Enough. All right, I've, um, I've got the the novels that you can read. They're yeah, super good. Yeah. So. I, I hear good things, and like I said, I want yeah. to play the game. It's very entertaining. Very. Um, but like I said, I, I liked it. Went into kind of the investigation and the length of the Inquisitors yep. go to. Yeah, and uh, what they have to do and what they go through, and and the whole process of now trying to figure out. Who was doing this? Who was helping the 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 the, the arc enemy keep and hide these these? Uh, because it also turned out that there were nine other titans buried on this planet that had been being blocked by right. this by this by this untouchable. So they you know where the book gets its name from, the Inquisitor declares exterminatus on this planet, and he's like, "F okay. this planet, we're done with yep. this. There's no way we're gonna risk getting eleven warhound titans into the hands of the arch enemy so just, just blow the shit it. out of this entire planet which seems to be the inquisitorial way of things where it's which like which is why i'm so surprised yeah. that they investigate it no yeah uh, so they, <laughs> they investigate uh the first thing they do is they go to the family that owned the shipping company for the, the container that the blank was in yes and they ask them questions about that they were very nice very hospitable and then they had been uh raided by pirates yeah that their, their stuff had been uh hijacked so, they they warn them though, and in my favorite scene in the whole book, they warn them that it's a very well protected compound that this uh, the 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 other shipping company who are stealing their containers is at. Yeah. Um. You know, they go in. You're going to need an army to get there. And he's like, "Well, no I have problem. one. Yeah, no problem. Good thing I've got one." And without asking any questions, no with, questions, without prior contact not with even people a, inside not even the a compound. text message yeah not even kind not, of a yeah not even like screen. a you up text message nothing <laughs> uh an entire imperial guard company attacks this one outpost yeah, the cadian 430th or 450th something like that yeah. yeah so it's just wave upon wave of Lehman russes just come over the over the crest and just start blowing the shit out of the shipping company <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's could you imagine being on the inside just like a normal day you're filling out some paperwork and all of a sudden the cadian 450th starts <laughs> assaulting your place of work it'd be kind of like <laughs> if like uh, a guy goes and interviews someone at fedex yeah and then he was like oh no no it was the ups guy so he goes to ups and but just takes blows the u.s army the with yeah, him yeah it takes the u.s army with him and just starts like mowing them down it's just like, you know, you've got these guys that were at the gates were obviously protecting it because they wanted to, you know, protect their interests, but they weren't expecting the Canadian 450 no. to suddenly arise and come and start and I love like It's like a mall cop suddenly having like, I don't know, like a SWAT team show up and start <laughs> shooting them in the face. I just, I love the imagery about how effective the guard were. Yeah. Super and then, oh, and then just kind of uh, while we're talking about that and also sounds and knowing what things sounds like now, I now know what a... Uh, a Lehman Russ sounds like he goes shoom fadump shoom <laughs> as is mentioned in text on the page there yeah um 
So what happens is they go in. Uh, he tries to find out where the main family for the shipping company is. Yep. Uh, he does this by two brothers. psychically removing the information very painfully from the people who are there. Yeah, from the guards. From the, from the guards. Yeah, he's like, we'll never be able to find him in time. And he's like, just give me one of those guys. <laughs> the guy gets like shot in the arm. He walks up. He's like, tell me where they are. And he's like, just let me die. He's, and he's like, well, I will definitely let you die. But after I take out this information, just like flays his brain until he gets the information oh, he God, wants. Yeah, it was so brutal. And then they get to the, the brothers who yep. run the rival shipping company. Yep, yep, yep. And we find out that the original shipping company had been paying the brothers to run their shipping company. But pretend that they weren't. And pretend that they weren't. Well, yeah. Uh, so so that made everyone question what was yeah. going on. So they're like, why are you why? talking about this? And, you know, like, why would you do this? And it's like, they were paying us. We didn't care. You know, so we kept up the facade of, of our problems. And then they're like... Whatever they were doing, though, they were just, they were, like, chewing some, through some their, yeah, they were doing shit. some really shady shit, because they were just, whatever they were doing, they were chewing through all of their finances, and they were just chewing through everything, and all of a sudden, the Inquisitor light bulb goes off, and he goes, oh, what costs a lot of money? Oh, yeah, a chaos uprising. <laughs> <laughs> and then, blast from the past, we see a fiery image coming down from the sky, and it's, and I'm sorry to say, but a chaos draw pod. Yeah, and and I'm like, oh, yeah. if only they really had those things. <laughs> and then an old school dreadnought walks out. Yeah, like with the uh, the old siding from yeah, old yeah. school thousand sun dreadnought walks out and proceeds just, to rip shit shit up. up. Yeah, <laughs> and just some really well drawn and and um, paced action of the dreadnought just just destroying the Imperial Guard troops. Yeah. And then some other you know other uh, thousand sun Marines start dropping into with their drop pods that they don't. Actually yeah, we'll <laughs> Shh. That's striking. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, no, and I, I really enjoyed seeing the old school Dreadnought. It's been far too long since I've seen that goofy looking model. And like yeah. I said, I love the sighting look of it. Um, I really enjoyed, again, how guardsmen are treated. Yeah. Uh, because he's just essentially like, okay, look, it's fine. He's going to kill all the guardsmen. While he's doing that, we'll get out of here and go <laughs> yeah. talk to this heretic. Yeah. Yeah. The guardsmen can take care of it. So it's like not even just that you know like like when we uh, when we reviewed the uh, what was it the Wrath of Iron no not Wrath of, the yeah Wrath of, Wrath of Iron Wrath of, Wrath of Iron like the guardsmen were there yeah. to basically where they were just die. there to, to to take to to accept bullets instead of going into the into the Marines it's like the Inquisitors think of them the same exact way where it's like your job is to die for the Imperium die for the Emperor you know that that's what they think of them as yes so so they were assaulted by Thousand Sons uh, by the Thousand Sons Dreadnought. Our hero Inquisitor uh, takes out the Thousand Sun Dreadnought in badass metal style. Yeah. He runs straight at him, uh, again, going on about how his faith in the Emperor will protect him and all that other kind of fun stuff. And he attaches a melted bomb to the hip. Yep. And, again, I can't say enough good things about the art for this sequence. Like, usually, I mean, I'm used to, you know, going through, like, Marvel DC stuff and we're just kind of, like, top tier artists and all that other kind of things. Um, sometimes for me, image is like lacks yeah. a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Boom lacks a little bit. But all of the the art through here is just great, and yeah. just and this the was boom. Especially. So it's pretty cool. And the layouts, especially, are yeah. fantastic on it. Um, and so our thousand sons attack. They they get you know tied up with guard while our inquisitor escapes. Yep. Uh, right back to our original shipping company. I mean, I don't know I'm being confusing as hell as this, but I mean, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm pretty pumped off of this comic. Yeah, um, you're going for that. Was it the Decup was one of the families? 
Yeah, the Decap siblings yeah. who are the uh, the ones with the who big armored compound. Yeah. yeah. No, no, the Decap. Oh. No, the, no, the, was the, the original the, family. Yeah, yeah, and the Damask brothers. Yeah, that's Damask were the brothers. ones who uh, were in the compound. So our hero Inquisitor flies back to the Dekips um, and gets attacked on the way there yeah. by Hellblades, I believe. The, the Chaos yep. ships from yep, Ford yeah, yeah, World. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and like I said, this, is, this book's reinforced to me is, is the Games Workshop sales strategy. Of, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I want yeah. one of they're those. Fly, they're flying an Aquila and... Uh, the you know I did actually look up yeah. if I could buy an Aquila. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It's, I think that's kind of what the uh, isn't it what uh, what's the de- what's the new Death Watch ones? What are they called? They oh, the the the, uh, the George Foreman grill. Yeah, the George Foreman grills. What are they? Uh, they are. Oh God, you're gonna look it up here real quick while I waffle and here. ramble on. Just waffle. Cover for me. Cover Corvus Blackstar. Corvus Blackstar. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of a Corvus Blackstar, but I know the Aquila is a totally different one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they are, uh, but they're also being flanked with these thunderbolts. So it's like they were really good at getting the flyers from Forge World. <laughs> they wanted to try to flip sell here, going here, and the uh, so the thunderbolts are flying, and then the uh, you know with the Black Templar thunderbolts, and they 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 message back and go, "You just keep flying. We'll try to take well, care it was of them." The Imperial Guard thunderbolts was that? Oh uh, yeah, no, no, I believe it was because was it? oh they were like. Um, there's too many enemy ships for them to take care of. I'm like, don't worry, that's what they do. And yeah, and that's and that's what just, yeah, that's what they, the brothers were like. There's no way they can handle that. That's stupid. And it's like that's not stupid. That's dedication. Yeah, and then know, they just, faith. They just die. And they, they, yeah, they just get torn to shreds. And then uh, you know, yeah, and the Inquisitor ends up crashing too. Yes, uh, and they crashes, and he wakes up. Which you know, there's the only thing I didn't really like in this book uh, was the transition between the crash. And the the waking up, yeah, um, it just seemed to to me it was a little bit of a, oh shit we only have a jump yeah we only have like ten pages left to finish the story yeah, a little bit of a Deus Ex yeah um, but he uh, got woken up being beaten up by the 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 Dekip, Maz, or brothers. Dekip brothers our sister brother and sister uh, brother and sister uh, he meets another blank or uh, untouchable who yep. again is is causing so the brothers him great, got, great who pain. the uh, the mask brothers had gotten them as a Dekip uh, no the Dekip the Damask brothers, <laughs> the Dekip family are the ones who went to oh, chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Damask brothers had Dekip. gotten the Dekip siblings, <laughs> the 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 blank as a bodyguard. Yes. So the brothers had done, and then they were like, "Yeah, it's you know, she's been you know she's really a formidable fighter and everything like that." So, um, and so the the Inquisitor is really held at at bay. He can't do anything. Can't because, do any of his cool psychic shit because it's you know being surrounded by this blank null zone. Luckily, he has an entourage. Yeah, he's got the Damask brothers. No, son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) The Damask brothers. And they uh, break out, hit people with chairs, WWE style. Yep. Um, Our really cool looking, newly introduced Untouchable uh, dies instantly to a knife through the eye. Right through the eye. Totally mad. And in true, true bad guy form, uh, the Kip brother and sister escape through the Damask. back door Damask. <laughs> no to oh, you right <laughs> i got you oh, god damn it <laughs> it's a trap yeah there we go uh they escape through the back door yes um and so a- a- but only after um the inquisitor now freely uh now free of the of the untouchable makes all of the other guards uh shoot each other oh dude yeah that was so metal yeah totally metal the guards were about to shoot him and all of a sudden, the Inquisitor just goes, Dekip guards, 
shoot yourselves and they just turn on each other and start shooting each other <laughs> it was totally brutal felt, and metal I, I honestly feel this was still kind of a, a, a kind of a, a MacGuffin because like shit only eight pages left and there's all these guards left well, I guess Inquisitor can yeah. just tell them to shoot themselves. But that is one of the isn't that a psychic? That's one of the psychic powers now. Now, yeah, yeah. Over. So, you know, back in two thousand eight, maybe they were already thinking about that, which is kind of cool. So our chaos. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. Our, our Dekip. Yes. Siblings. Dekip siblings. Yeah. Okay. I just yeah, want to yeah. make sure that you're not jumping right. to be yeah, like no. Damascus. Nope. Uh, they run out to the back and they meet up with uh, Lord Skyer, a Chaos Lord that was first met at the start of the yeah, book. Yeah, he was the one that had originally like really fucked up our Inquisitor. And the whole story is the Inquisitor got fucked up, and this is his first action back. This is the first time back in action after having to be recovered for a long time, after he'd just been like really beat up real hard. Uh, and what he uh, what they present to him is essentially all the information about untouchables, right? How, how to make the how to make the untouchable batteries that can cause that could create like entire world null zones as opposed to just their personal little null space. And so, and their reward for that is the Chaos Lord rewarded them with you know money, you know titles, land, all of that other kind of fun stuff, and let them go on their way. No, opposite no. town. Yeah, he he murdered them both. Yeah, because they had failed him, and he's they's like, no, we got all the information. And he's like, yeah, but I also told you to capture that Inquisitor and bring him to me alive. And they're like, well, he's dead. And, you know, completely lying through their teeth. And he's like, well, I asked for them alive. So I'm just going to completely burn you down to a skeleton. And then I'm just going to cut off your head. <laughs> and then it, then our Inquisitor catches up, sees the Chaos Lord, and we get a really well-drawn badass action hero pose yep. uh, of the entire group yep including a pointing marine which is my favorite trope in warhammer Forty Thousand. is everyone's marine army has one pointing marine yep and uh, the battle takes place <laughs> thousand suns against uh, black templars uh inquisitor on chaos lord uh and thunder hammers just fucking stuff up yep like i want to go buy 30 thunder hammers now because of this exact. comic book thank you phil for our our sound effects for this (laughs) and then there's a really nice panel on the next page or uh, a page here where it's kind of after he's killed the chaos lord with a thunder hammer where everything is cleared in like a 50 foot circle away from him giant like blast zone of what happens when you hit a thunder hammer on into the head of a uh into like a, a sorcerer yeah and then they find the untouched details about how to make these untouchable engines yeah and it was like, okay, great, we can take that back, and we can mask ourselves and yeah. protect ourselves from chaos. The Mask Brother was like, now that we know this, we can use the enemy against the enemy, their weapons against the enemy. So, And the Inquisitor was like, yeah, that'd be pretty sweet, but no. And then he squishes but that's, it with uh, That's a, the way to heresy, and yes. then destroys it. Which is, again, it goes really good into like the whole... The, the whole 40k ethos and the, the 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 kind of the ethos of an inquisitor yeah obviously like, nope heresy kill it kill yeah. it with fire it could save billions no nope. yeah. like i i think it also plays off in the beginning he's talking about how um you know that he says that like the that people are now thinking of him as a um oh, what's the word i'm looking for um a radical that yeah. they're, they're, you know that the people behind the scenes are are whispering that he's a radical and his and his loyal servant is just like you're not a radical you're a loyal servant of the emperor and that's all that matters it doesn't matter what they say behind there you prove who you are you prove that you're a loyal loyal person that's why when all of a sudden he has this 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 weapon that he could use this chaos weapon that he could use against them 
you know, the, the, in the fluff of the Inquisitors, you have these Inquisitors that go radical, that are like, yes, we're going to use chaos against chaos, and that's how we're going to destroy them. And it usually ends up with Inquisitors turning to chaos, <laughs> but that's what they call them. They call them radicals, and they, you know, they, they give them some leeway for a while until all of a sudden they just go completely Dude. overboard. So he's proving that he's, he's no radical. He's like a hardliner, and that's Literally why he destroyed Literally all this. I can hear is like Donatello from the Turtles cartoon in the 90s. <laughs> kind of inquisitor are you radical radical <laughs> waiting for the bodacious inquisitors <laughs> Calabunga. um the the story itself was good yes the, the super art good. was really good the pacing was good yeah uh, the the end was a little rushed yeah um but uh, all in all it's it's a really good tale uh, yeah i enjoyed and a really interesting you know almost <sighs> actually kind of like what we were talking about with kill team it gives you a really flavorful idea of 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 what the 41st millennium is like so to tie this back into kill team there's yeah. at least five to ten kill team missions. oh yeah here. oh yeah. yeah oh absolutely you have the uh the fighting inside the damask brothers compound yep you have the end inquisitor battle you yep. have the start inquisitor battle yep you have yep it's just so many so many things so that you could do with this things. which would be so much fun and yeah. you know and kill team you know if you want to change it yourself and just throw in a, a you know a chaos sorcerer who's well, gonna stop yeah, why not you? what it's... are they gonna do is gw gonna come down knock on your door and take uh, away your models me, this yeah. is not part of the kill team yes. detachment i'm gonna push up my glasses and then i'm gonna take away all of your models because you were doing it against what we said in these rules we will be raising our prices this year because philip thought he could play kill team his way <laughs> that's what you get five more months of pushing back the sisters of battle codex <laughs> I really this part every time of me, you change the rules, they just push it back by another five months. I really wish there was part of me that on their Facebook page because I know they're a lot more interactive <laughs> now. But anytime anyone asks a stupid question or bitches about something, oh, yeah. sisters about it going back two months because of this guy. <laughs> we're we're going to release him in December, but you complain because <laughs> you could have that going back ad infinitum, ad infinitum. Uh, but yeah, I loved it. It was it was a good thing. Yes. It's got me really pumped. And one of the reasons I wanted to talk about comics with you is because the comics are coming back. Yes, they are. Um, and not just any comics, but Dark Angel comics. Whoop, whoop. Let me turn down you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, so they are coming. The, the first issue is free with this month's White Dwarf. Is yes. that one out? Uh, I don't think that one's. Oh, the White Dwarf is out. Yeah. Oh, okay. and it's got, it's got... I, I get the subscription from Games Workshop. So mine okay. is in here. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 I might have to pick it up because yeah, it's, it's there. So there's actually a little bit of salt going around in the uh, in the Dark Angel community because on the back they describe one of the guys as part of a Lion's Blade and that he's part of the uh, the second company and he's wearing his green power armor and he's <gasps> obvious that he's not a Ravenwing. He's oh so they're just like, how could this be? This is heresy. This is bullshit. This thing is worthless because they got this one guy's company wrong. They got one number wrong. I if they had put th- if they had put three through nine. It wouldn't have made a difference. They would have been fine, but no, because they put two. The nerd rage is just like rampant out there. I was the author. I would purposely do things yeah. like that and just be like, oh, yeah, your entire work is trash because you got one number wrong. Yeah, and that's what it is. It's basically if they had had any other number, it would have been fine. Yeah, but nope. But no more. So yeah, I, I'm excited for that. Yeah. I think I'm gonna like. I haven't picked up physical comics in years. I'm I'm all digital comics now. But I think I'll definitely be picking that one. Oh up yeah, because, me too. Me too. Oh, you 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 know, throw a dark angel stick. On <laughs> yeah. <buy> anything. <laughs> That's true. It's true. <laughs> it's kind of true. Um, before we go, yes, I want to talk real quick about the short story, The End of Exterminators. Oh yes, which yes. I Brilliant. loved. It's called The Visitors. I loved it too. Yes, 
Was it written by Dan Abnett again? Yes. Or is it, yeah. Written by Dan Abnett. Uh, it is Imperial Life on a Backwater World Through the Eyes of a Farmer. Yeah. That has uh, an orc invasion. Yeah. And and it and it really it speaks to the power structure of the Imperium. Like he works for his planetary governor. The planetary governor works for the Emperor. And therefore, yep. you know, he works for the Emperor. Yeah. He kind of yeah, but he kind of views the governor, as he says here, it's like uh uh, to Lord Baruch, I owed fealty. Uh, in his turn, he owed it to the God Emperor. My Lord kept his, this world for the God Emperor, as I kept the parcel of land for Lord Baruch. Uh, there was an order to things, you see. So it's kind of cool how they view themselves as he viewed Lord Baruch as Lord Baruch viewed mm-hmm. the God Emperor. You know, oh for sure, it's kind of cool. So then the orcs come down, and some really vivid, like fire drawn scenes of just yeah. orcs destroying everything. Yeah. Um, and then the Black Templars come, and when the Space Marine comes, he describes them as much, much worse. Yeah, because um, they just come through, and, you know, it's like, uh, you know, it says, there is a legend we have, a uh, hand-me-down tale, that the God Emperor far away has angels to serve him, and that he sends them out when those he looks down upon are troubled or uh, or beset by strife. I thought it was just a story, myth, and legends. But now I know that for the uh, for what they really are, his avenging angels of death. Yeah. So, and then just to continue with our mass reading, where I think we're just reading the whole thing, <laughs> uh, I wanted to say afterwards. Okay, so the Marines come kill all the orcs. Yeah, Marines go and they away. just they leave like just yeah, a, they're done. A they, hulk of of a planet. Yeah, There's burning just mass, burning masses. World. There's like everything's in ruins, and they just take off. Yeah, and so now the surfer, the farmer is like these days. I pray to the God Emperor with much more purpose than I ever did before. I pray that they will not come again. I'm afraid and would not like to see their return, but more. I'm afraid of what would happen if they did come back. The angels would have to visit us again, and it is those visitors that put the real fear into me. Yeah. So they're more afraid that they don't want another orc invasion because if there's an orc invasion, the the space the space come, come back, back. <laughs> and that's what he doesn't want to happen. And I, I think that's a great vi- like, and it's only a four page story. Yeah. And it's a fantastic visual well, of yeah. Well, yeah. Of right. I can count. Damn. Well, maybe, yeah. <laughs> but of of how, I mean, I think we often forget, uh, the, I mean, the Black Library books we read, the games we play about how a Space Marine is viewed. Yeah. I mean, if you're just playing tabletop, he's just a shitty model with three plus armor save. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you know. Or, or you just see him as like, you know, loyal servants of the Emperor. You're yeah. just, you're fighting for mankind. Yeah, we're fighting for mankind. Yeah, that's do. what we're doing. But but seeing it from the, that farmer peasant level of just yeah. like these seven foot tall beasts coming in, just destroying everything everything with and then no just, concern for human and life. then leaving and it's black templar so i can almost guarantee they didn't say a single word as they were leaving yeah and ignored direct questions yep just took off and so we find this this planet left with no planetary governor no agriculture no, no city hope, no city nothing. no nothing and they're just left there uh, and thing. i guarantee you in six months the you know administratum's gonna come back and be like uh, well, where's, where's your, your corn yeah where's your tithe <laughs> And that's when the Black Templars come back. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's when the Inquisitors come back and then just put everyone to death for failing to meet their tithe. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we're going to take a quick break. going to come back, wrap things up. Fun times. Good times with Boop. Phil and John. Boop. Except I'm not going to hit stop because we're just going to go right through. Okay. okay. Fear consumed my every waking moment. It wasn't rational, but there it was, ruining my life. Then one day I came across a book called how to be a cheating asshole from the very first chapter. It helped me to confront my fear head on. 
In a world filled with easy answers and cheap solutions, how to be a cheating asshole showed me that the way out of my despair was to use loaded dice and not declare what I'm rolling. Its message was so strong and so real that it put me on the road to a happier, more fulfilling life. And it made my fear a part of my past. Stop by your local retailer now for a copy of How to Be a Cheating Asshole. Also available in audiobook, read by somebody who only sounds like Donald Trump. Okay, well, that was it. Phil, thank you for coming and yeah, letting me ramble about a comic book with you. Yeah, thank you. That was um, fun. I, I love it. it. Uh, Any I'm, excuse to combine my nerd passions into one is <laughs> good by me. Wonder Twins activate. Yeah, Wonder Twins activate. Nerd. Yeah. <laughs> form of Warhammer. Form of comic book. Our powers combine. I said, uh, <laughs> I, I jumped all over the place with that experiment out of this book. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, me too. Definitely pick it up. It's yep. available Barnes & Noble, where we yeah, bought ours. Exactly. Or, um, Black Library. Yeah. Uh, it's, again, you can't go wrong with Dan Abnett. There, there's a few different artists throughout, uh, different colorists, so there's some style changes. No, not a huge style changes. No. It looks chapter. good. It looks really good. It reads really well. And like I said, it's, I enjoy seeing Inquisitors inquisit. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um you know, and I, I, I've also read the uh, uh, the Damnation Crusade, which goes a lot more into the Black Templar stuff, and that's a really good run too. Mm-hmm. So I read that one; that's a really good one. Yeah, I need to I need to check that one out. That yeah, one was out sure. of stock. Yeah. Uh, also, Kill Team. Let yes. us know your Kill Team. Yeah, like I said we Let's can know what all... you're doing. It'd be interesting to see, you know, the different concepts and different ideas that people are trying and different sure. things that they I, want to I, do. We'll go over your your Kill Team squads and ideas and all that stuff in the next episode. Yeah. Um, because, like I said, I am super pumped. I think I'm more pumped for Kill Team than I have been for everything in you a know, long a time. You know, a lot of people have said that. A lot of people have said once they've tried it that they like it almost better than 40K yeah. because I think it's a nice refreshing change from 40k you know how refreshing it is to go through like i said like i said to go through my model collection and be yep. like uh you yeah exactly let me see what i can make with this yeah you know I, it's like i you look in there and you're like all right i want to start with this what can i do with this and then you can just build it from there yeah it's cool like i got to do a biker gang yeah and i got to you know put thematically out- like you think in your head just like this this orc biker gang just ravaging through you know the city and it's really cool like to think of it that way you yeah know? So yeah, let me know. Let us know about your uh, kill teams. Yes, like, we're we're very into, your your opinions about exterminatus could give two shits about. It. We, we enjoyed it. <laughs> that, that was a good time. Yeah, we enjoyed it. We think yeah, you'll yeah. enjoy it. But yeah. kill team, kill is team, gonna be way you will enjoy it. Yes. It'll be fantastic. Let us know your narratives. Let us know your kill teams. Yes, and um, it's an excellent way if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't played 40k and you're just really interested in it. Why are you listening? Well, no, because maybe you're just interested <laughs> in the fluff. Maybe you read the books. Maybe you that's know, true. Yeah, you don't I, have I, your friends don't want to buy a two thousand point army. Guess what? You buy that one kill team box, split it. One of you takes the Tau. One of you takes the Space Marines. You've got a kill team right there. That means you can I, both I, play can, each other. I can go pick up a Stark Collecting box for 70 bucks for any random army and I have a kill team. Yep. You've got, yeah, more than a kill team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You should be good. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And it's, and it's a, a way lower price point than, um, than trying to build up an entire army that you're going to take to, you know, an LVO, LVO or something like that. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a fun, exciting, and, easier entryway into the world of 40k gaming than um feeling like you have to build an entire army like you can probably tell phil and i are very much into kill team um next time we're gonna be talking i'm i'm assuming about uh ak battle brothers the uh convention that ted runs as opposed to the convention that john does yeah um yeah We, we, we Taking really, turns running conventions we, we really took that split literally we're yeah. a competitive hobby um <laughs> So we'll probably talk about that some more. Uh, uh, hopefully at some point, Ted and I will manage to schedule a game. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> my scheduling is fun. Uh, yeah. Be sure to check out Phil's YouTube channel at yes. youtube.com forward slash glacial geek. Forward slash C forward slash the glacial geek. The C stands for cock. It stands for channel. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, or just or just put in the search bar at YouTube glacial geek. Yeah, and you'll be good to go. Yeah. That's probably the best bit. <laughs> uh, and he has new videos every Monday. Every Monday. Every Monday. And then every he's Monday. talking about exciting new <laughs> content as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Good stuff coming. Expanding. Expanding. Giggity. Giggity, giggity. All right, so yeah, for Mob Rules, I've been John. <laughs> I've been Phil. And um, we'll see you next time. Well, I won't see you because that'd be creepy. Yeah, yeah. we don't want to see any. No, if we actually see you, see you we're going to call the cops. Oh, uh, yeah. Don't listen to us like that. Yeah. Chand out your pants, Ted. <laughs>
Well, thank you. Hey, it's, thank it's you. topical. Yeah. <laughs> Super topical. <laughs> Dicks out for bunnies. <laughs> make take it take that bunny. Yeah, make that bunny. It shouldn't have been wearing that uh, bunny slipper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was asking for it. Dress provocatively. Yeah. <laughs> How'd it go? All right. Yeah, it, it went pretty good. Yeah, it yeah. went well. Yeah, yeah. 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 a little over an hour fifteen. Oh, cool. Uh, Exterminatus was a little all over the place for my liking. I didn't really remember character names as much as I should have. Oh, okay. um, But we both kind of just creamed over Kill Team Yeah, the majority of it. Oh, fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so that was a blast. Yeah, I yeah, think it'd be I, good. I, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, John, this is your first time playing Kill Team? Or yeah, yeah, it was. Before? No, I haven't oh, played cool. it before. So, yeah, it was super cool. Yeah? So, what did you guys take, and what did you... Um, we, we talked a lot about it being just... Uh, oh, the games? Oh yeah! yeah. Oh, oh yeah! The games. games. I actually played my uh, my Death Watch. So I had my five man Death Watch squad, two frag cannons, and two Infernus heavy bolters. So, yeah, it was pretty brutal. Uh, I played three Tyranid warriors, a Pyrovore, and ten gargoyles, and it went about as well as you would imagine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So that went like that, and then uh, but then we played another game where he ran eight uh, Borker boys, and I ran. Um, five uh command squad dudes and five tactical marines and yeah. four mel- mul- uh four mel- four blah, 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 melty uh, guns in there multi sporks yeah. uh <laughs> in there and then uh, yeah and that went the exact opposite of how the first one yeah, went. so it was weird wow. yeah. yeah phil tabled me super quickly game one uh and i tabled phil to relatively game quickly two. game two <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so we saw the, the two extremes of how it went. So, But, yeah, no, it's super cool. Essentially, we just creamed our pants about the narrative yeah. possibilities of Kill uh, Team yeah. and, and how everyone should be playing Kill Team and then ask people to tell us about playing Kill Team. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's great. Yeah. I can't wait to listen to our episode. <laughs> I was going to, like, build in, like, a, a big old joke about how Ted uh, got confused about the the topic for the episode, so you went to the jungles of Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> for a, like the wrong kind of kill team <laughs> but that didn't make it in no where are the contras <laughs> <laughs> and the handlebar mustache for that dude, yeah. and, and, the, and the best thing is like dude i can kill team at my house yeah uh, yeah 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 in your, in your, in your bathroom yeah, yeah seriously well maybe not my bathroom's pretty tiny <laughs> okay all right man uh we're gonna, we're right. gonna get this up here but yeah i thought i'd give Come you a on. call and get you yeah. uh so you'll have it uploaded tonight so I can do it tomorrow and next day? Sure. So I'm going to take Friday off. I'm going to have a, a take Friday off. So. Okay, yeah. I can, <laughs> I'll get that tomorrow morning maybe. Man, I am pumped with uh, confidence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, halfway, th- kite on ha- halfway through I had to switch from track one to track five because track one is from uh, where the radio signal is coming. Yeah, track one oh, apparently oh. is sponsored by iHeartRadio. <laughs> so track one iHeartRadio, track two dad. So we're down to six tracks. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, oh, sad oh, well. Okay. <laughs> All right, man. All right, man. Going. Gotta get these kids to bed. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. All See right. you around. Later, Later on. guys. Bye. <laughs>